Welcome to the Communication Mastery Podcast with me, Mark Berlinson. We're on a journey together to improve our communication mastery in all kinds of settings, at work, at home, uh, in the community, and we're learning the art and the science of communication so that we can tackle difficulties and grow our mastery together. So I'm your communication coach, and I'm really excited to share this episode with you. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Season 1, Episode 7 of the Communication Mastery Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about how couples can communicate better or more effectively. And although we're going to focus on romantic relationships, uh, there will be application from all of this into plenty of other relationships, too. This applies uh, to friends. It applies to colleagues in the workplace. Uh, it may even apply to neighbors. And my basic premise is that very often in any of these settings, but particularly in romantic settings, opposites attract, don't they? And so we're drawn to somebody who's different from us. But the problem is that opposites can detract in communication if we don't learn how to navigate our differences. So I want to zero in on several points today that will help us to communicate better in those most important relationships in our lives. The takeaway, and let's jump right in with that, and I try and give you a takeaway in every lesson, but the takeaway for today is that connection is key. We've got to establish connection, we've got to maintain connection, we've got to deepen connection, especially in those most important relationships, those romantic relationships that we're engaged in. Communication can improve true connection, or it can hinder it, depending on whether we follow these sorts of principles. So let's look at number one. This is possibly the most important one, although I'll probably say that with all five of them. But uh, I've got to make time for communication. We live in a fast-paced world, and uh, it's not easy to find time to communicate with those who are closest to us or most important to us. We lose sight, especially if the relationship's been going for some time, we lose sight of how important that person is to us, and then we'll start neglecting the communication process by avoiding making time or forgetting to make time for our true connection. Uh, our deeper communication. We may communicate about practicalities, about who's buying the groceries or you know, what are we going to eat or where shall we go, but we don't talk about heart issues and things that go below the surface that increase that sense of true connection between us. Very often it's the distractions in our lives that hinder us from making those connections. Uh, we've all got smartphones and those often get in the way. Uh, I heard a, a, a a news report the other day just about people who are distracted from real communication by their phones and uh, how damaging that can be to relationships. In other relationships, I've seen it be uh, the kids that get in the way in terms of not making time for mom and dad to actually connect with one another. They're so busy managing so many activities and so many different demands uh, to do with their kids that they forget to sustain that key relationship that brought the kids into the world in the first place. Other settings, it could be pets that are a distraction or it could be uh, big projects. Uh, your pet cause or your pet, uh, even your hobby uh, could be a, a, a distraction to true communication. You know, I've known folks, and I'm not against hunting or fishing, but I've known folks who spend so much time going off hunting that their significant other, and I'm not just talking about men, but their significant other in the relationship kind of feels left out if they don't share those same interests. So making time is our first point. And if you need to, start with short amounts of time. 
you can set aside 15 minutes or 30 minutes to connect with one another, maybe at the end of the day or the start of the day, and just say, listen, connecting with you is really important to me. Can we agree together to invest a little bit of time? Short time is a start. You may grow it to longer later, but make time for one another. And then the other thing that I've learned in terms of the time we spend is that we need to uh, be patient. We need to give patience to one another, especially as we're learning to reconnect. If connection has been damaged by some of those things we just talked about, by distractions and lack of time, I need to give patience uh, so that I can reach understanding of my partner um, or so that we can reach resolution of areas where we have differences. Um, There needs to be time, there needs to be patience, but there also needs to be persistence. Yes, I'll give time for us to resolve this, but I'm going to continue to reach out for resolution. I'm going to continue to reach out for understanding. That may involve a greater investment of time than I originally planned, but it's worth it because the connection can be restored. So that's number one. Number two would be that I need to start with me. Too often when there's an area that needs development or strengthening in a romantic relationship especially, it's too easy for us to get into a mindset that's accusing the other and blaming them for the situation we've got into. But if I start with me, I'm going to own my part in that process. I'm going to own where I lost sight of the priority of connection. And I'm going to address that using I statements, not you statements. Again and again, I've worked with couples uh, where the, the first thing we have to get out of the conversation is you statements. You do this, you don't do that. Those kind of accusations don't help to build a sense of connection. So if I use I statements instead, now I'm, doing a, I'm offering a bridge to my partner where they can actually come across that bridge and we can reestablish a connection or we can strengthen the connection we already have. I need to be honest and I need to be open. Um, So I need to tell the truth and not hold back. But at the same time, I want to be very careful not to burn bridges in the way that I say what I say. So I need to look carefully at how am I going to say what needs to be said in order for this bridge to be built. I don't want to pour gasoline on a fire. Uh, I don't want to misunderstand my partner's wiring because, as we said at the beginning, often opposites attract and we need to understand the way that we're wired in order for us to build those connections. Very often when I start with me and I say, uh, you know, I feel this or I see that and I'd like to make a difference in it or I'd like us to address it, then the reaction I get or the response I get from my partner may be something I don't agree with. And if I don't agree, one of the important things I've learned is that I need to acknowledge and validate my partner's perspective. They're not wrong. Remember, we want to do I statements, not you statements. Uh, If I don't agree, I at least need to acknowledge that they see it that way, that they feel those things, that they, um, they have these thoughts about how we got to where we are. If I can accept that they have those thoughts, then we're in a better position to address them uh, and move forward together. Here's another thing I've also learned. When you're having a conflict or you're trying to resolve a misunderstanding, gratitude goes a long way to to, uh, to defusing conflict. 
if I can say something like, I'm grateful for this about you, or I'm thankful for that that you did or you said, uh, if I can express gratitude to the person I want to build a bridge with, that very often will help to open the door to further resolution down the line. So I need to start with me. I need to own my part. And I need to then value you for your part that has also contributed to where we've got to, but is also going to be essential for how we move forward and get out of it. Third thing that I want to uh, offer to you as an option when you're rebuilding or strengthening communication is to ask, not tell. Uh, So I want to approach our interaction with a curious mindset, with with a mindset that doesn't assume that I've already got it all figured out. So I might be saying something like, can you tell me what you think about this setting that we're approaching? Or can you tell me how you feel about our relationship or how things have been recently? Can you tell me what you see uh, in our relationship? Can you tell me what you want out of our relationship? Let me learn from what you say. I want to ask rather than tell you what I see that's wrong or, or that you've made uh, mistakes or you've you've done things that have undermined our connection. Uh, So the mindset that I would approach this with is, please help me understand you better. Please help me to understand our circumstances better. Please help me to, uh, to find a solution with you to the challenges that we're facing. And then as you begin to get answers to those questions, stay curious. So one of the most helpful things that I coach couples in is for whoever's on the receiving end of the answers to their questions, the next thing you say is not a response to what's offered, but tell me more. Go on. Draw out further um, insight from your partner in order that you can gather as much understanding as you can. Because the more understanding we have, then the easier it will be for us to work together on a solution or a resolution. Now, a step further from that, number four would be this. Listen to understand and not to respond. We've covered that a little in previous episodes, but if I'm listening to make sure I'm understanding what you're saying, then I'm not going to be constantly thinking, what am I going to say in rebuttal? Or what am I going to say in self-defense? Or what am I going to say in accusation? All of those things are uh, definitely roadblocks to finding stronger communication particularly in a romantic relationship, but remember this can apply on a wider level as well. So I want to give my full attention to my partner as they're responding to my seeking to understand. I'm asking questions and I want to listen to what are they really saying, or maybe even what are they not saying? What do I want to ask next to draw out more, of, to get to the bottom of where we've where we've maybe missed each other or maybe where we've been pulled apart by some other circumstance. So let them finish their thought or let them explain fully the feelings they're having. And then another way that increases connection is to give a verbal affirmation of what they've just shared. So to say something like, I hear you or I get that or um, I see what you're saying. I'm not saying I agree, it's neutral, but I am saying that I'm listening and I'm receiving the input you're giving. That can be very important because then you're building a bridge that you can strengthen with further discussion. Having listened in that way, that active listening, 
the next response is going to be something maybe of clarification. Can you can you help me understand that better? Can you give me more uh, on that topic? Can you show me more of what it was that went wrong? Help me uh, clarify what you've just said. Or it could be a reflection back to them of what you've heard. So I'm hearing X or Y. Is that right? I'm hearing you say this or that. Can you give me your feedback? Am I hearing you correctly? Am I capturing what you're saying in, in a way that you wanted to say it? So listen to understand and not to respond. <laughs> Let me give you a little glimpse of uh, self-reflection here. Uh, very often that's a hard thing to learn. Everything within us wants to come back with the way we see things or the way we did things uh, and go back into accusation. But in terms of communicating better in a relationship, that's always going to be unhelpful. And so if you've done it, it's not, uh, it's not, uh, <laughs> you, it's not that you can't fix it, but you need to teach yourself to listen to understand rather than listen to respond. Take your time to do that, but by all means do it. And then finally, in this whole thought of how do I strengthen uh, communication in a romantic or close relationship, I said I would say that most things were the most important. This one probably is very important, especially if things have not been going well to this point. And number five would be to de-escalate. Do whatever you can to de-escalate the conflict or the misunderstanding. Uh, body language, facial expression, both of those can be key to de-escalating. I need to keep an open um, persona in terms of my relationship with you in order for us to redevelop that bridge of communication and that bridge of connection. Um, interesting little side note here. If you Google the still face experiment, it's from years ago now, but it's a very important psychological understanding. Uh, if we don't get facial reaction from one another, it can put us into distress very easily. Or if you have the kind of body language that comes across as defensive and unreceptive, you need to work at opening up in order to be available for connection. Uh, not just in the words you say, but also in your, in your posture and your facial expression. Another thing that helps a great deal is tone of voice. Uh, some of us have a tone of voice that can be threatening to other people. Others have a tone of voice that seems disinterested to others. If that's the case in your closest relationships, it's worth working on changing that so that you can build a connection. Watch out for things that uh, your partner misunderstood. You know, the, I call them, that's not what I said issues. <laughs> Uh, if you're having an argument or a disagreement in some way and uh, your partner says, that's not what I said, then very often there's a body language or a facial expression or a tone of voice issue involved. Uh, that's another reason why whenever there's a difficulty to overcome, we should never do it by text or, or message or, or even handwritten notes. It needs to be face to face or at least voice to voice, because otherwise there's always going to be more misunderstanding. How can we defuse misunderstanding? How can I uh, use my body language, my facial expression, my tone of voice to say things that are congruent with the words I want to say? How can I be at peace in myself, knowing who I am and what I want to convey, but then how can I adapt that in a way that my partner can receive it? 
it can sometimes be helpful to take a pause in order to stay calm and in order to stay collected, in order to remain peaceful or restore peace on the inside. Because if you notice that the wind is blowing and the fire is getting brighter, uh, then it's very helpful to say, let's take a pause so that we can collect our thoughts and calm ourselves down so that we can return to this for resolution and not for increased conflict. If you've got hot button issues in your relationship, areas where you know you disagree, um, then it's very helpful to agree boundaries beforehand before there's an issue that arises. You know, maybe it's politics or, or maybe it's child rearing or, or, or maybe it's work habits. Whichever it is, wherever you know and you've identified that there's a hot button issue, work out together how do we set boundaries around this that enable us to discuss it without fighting? How can we uh, defuse the conflict before the conflict arises again? It's a little bit like uh, when the fire service damps down a wildfire. They keep an eye on it and they set parameters for what they're going to do if it flares up. Um, and that's the same thing in relationships and with our communication in relationships. We want to set those boundaries ahead of time. And if we can respect each other's boundaries on personal issues or uh, on personal space, uh, that's always going to build that bridge more strongly. So even if my partner is very different from me in what they're comfortable with, if I honor their boundaries, I'm going to be able to rebuild a connection that may have been strained or stretched or broken by honoring them, by honoring their boundaries. Final thought would be get help. You can't communicate effectively in a broken relationship without outside help. Get a professional to help you, whether it's a counselor or a coach like me, but get help from somebody. Don't get help from somebody who's going to take sides. Get help from somebody who's separate from it. Uh, one of my counselors year, years ago used to say, if you can find someone who'll tell you both the truth, you should pay them handsomely to do that because the truth is what helps you to resolve any conflict. So that's how couples can begin to communicate better. Uh, in our next episode, we'll look at how to apply that to teams. But for now, I'll see you next time. So thank you for joining me for this episode of the Communication Mastery Podcast. If this has been helpful to you, please leave a rating and a review because that helps me to get the word out. You can also share it with your friends and encourage them to subscribe. I'd love to hear your feedback. Give me your suggestions for future episodes. You can connect with me through my website at www.markburlinson.com. I'm your communication coach and I'm looking forward to hearing from you. See you next time.